Episode 289, July 13th, 2017. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Podcasting since 2010. Are you ready? It's the G-Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Well, there is a possible recall for the 2007 to 2010 Jeep Wranglers. The reason why I say possible is, well, here we'll get to that. Brought to our attention this week, a fan of the show submitted a letter from FCA informing them that due to a potential brake fluid leak, the warranty covering the front brake calipers, front brake line hoses, and both front wheel speed sensors would be extended from the original three years, 36,000 miles, to 15 years with no limitation on mileage at all. The letter explained that, quote, some owners experienced fluid leaks from the front wheel opening area. Oh, way to be super specific, FCA. In any case, the letter goes on to say that if the reader is experiencing this condition now or experiences it in the future, just simply contact the dealer to have the appropriate repairs performed. Now, I don't know about you, but this sounds an awful lot like a recall notice, just without actually saying so. Now, the notice also lists that if you have previously experienced any brake fluid leakage from the front of your 2007 to 2010 Wrangler, and you already have had repairs done to it, that you may be eligible to receive reimbursement. There is, of course, hoops to jump through. But you, if you are one of these individuals, you are instructed to go to www.fcareCallReimbursement.com to submit an online request. Notice there's that word recall again, yet nowhere in the letter does it say that this is an official recall notice. Now, to me, having an issue with the brakes is a major safety issue that would deserve official attention, requiring people to get this issue fixed or serviced, not just suggesting it. Now, after some extensive digging, I finally found the official recall notice. For 2010 Jeep Wrangler recall number uh, 10V236000, recall for service brakes hydraulic. Chrysler is recalling certain model year 2007 through 2010 Jeep Wrangler left and right hand drive passenger vehicles manufactured from May 15, 2006 through April 22, 2010. There may be contact between the right and left front inner fender liners and the right front and left rear brake tubes, which could cause wear of the tubes, causing a brake fluid leak. A brake fluid leak can cause partial loss of brakes at the affected wheel, increasing the risk of a crash. Now, what's weird is the official release date of this recall is listed as June of 2010. Why this particular Jeep owner is just now getting this notice is beyond me, but I hope for their sake it's get, it gets taken care of. Now, if you or any of your fellow Jeepers is afflicted by this and you have any questions, well, the FCA's customer care line is open 24-7 to take your calls at one 877 Jeep. Oh, and hey, if you or someone you know has had this happen to them, well, please give us a call or drop us a line emailing us telling us about the experience. Well, this is one of those feel-good Jeep stories. Dateline, Kentucky, July 2017. One particular rainy day, a busy intersection had traffic stopped for a funeral procession. What happened next is what got me right in the feels. Now, the person taking account of this story mentioned that she knows that in some states it's the law to stop or even sometimes pull over for a funeral procession. And even if it's not the law, it's just the decent, respectable thing to do, right? Well, at this intersection, the vehicle in front of the woman telling the story was a lifted Jeep Wrangler. And as the rain came down this day, the woman came to a stop behind this Jeep right as a military funeral procession rolled through the intersection. 
The weather was miserable, but as the first car of the procession came through, a uniformed soldier stepped out of the Jeep to stand at full attention for several minutes in the pouring down rain until the last car passed. Now, it bothers me when I see a douchebag get out, not get out of the way for a fire truck or an ambulance, and it's even worse if I see someone not pull over for a funeral procession go by. Yet this unknown soldier went above and beyond to show true respect to a family he doesn't even know. Now, to my knowledge, there is no rule or code that stipulates that a soldier has to do this. To me, his actions exemplify what it means to be a jeeper, and honestly, helps restore a little bit of my faith back in humanity. Well, big thanks to all of you guys who help us out each and every week by submitting stories for This Week in Jeep. If you have something you think we should be reporting on or you got a response to any one of our stories, well, by all means, shoot us a line. Drop us an email at info at jeeptalkshow.com. Yeah, I love hearing about the things like that that are honor and respect and people, you know, just taking a moment out of their time to, to show it. And, not uh, enough of that nowadays. I, you I'm know? not. Yeah, I'm not always oh, the agree. one to do it, but I, I recognize it when I see it. And sometimes I will catch myself and and do things like that whenever you know when I'm supposed to. <laughs> but yeah. it's it's a difficult thing to do, especially whenever you're you're in a vehicle. It's raining hard outside. Who's going to know? And for the the soldier to stop and uh, get out. And I mean, I know I know it's just water, but it is. Uh, inconvenient. Uh, you know, you're going to have to get another change of clothes. Like I said, you know, there's nothing that says that, that to my knowledge, that he has to do this. It's right. not, I don't think any, there's any military code oh, that okay. requires, uh, you know, somebody in uniform or on duty or whatever to, you know, do this sort of an action. I, I believe that, that this was just something that he felt oh, it was great. in, in even you know, the, the respect of the right thing to do. Yeah, that's even better. Yeah. So, uh, oh, and I was just, it just hit me whenever you were talking about the, uh, the recall notice or the, what looked to be a recall notice, but isn't right. a recall notice about it wearing through the brake line and losing, uh, the, the brakes, uh, and, 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 and correct me if I'm wrong on that, but if you lose, uh, on one, one line, you lose brake fluid, it affects all the brake uh, brakes, doesn't it? Well, it will eventually. Yeah. Maybe not, you know, right as the leak begins, but over time, if that's not corrected, yes, that it will affect the entire braking system. Well, I mean, you, you lose pressure on one line. It affects the overall pressure of the entire system. Yes. I mean, you'll definitely notice it on that one corner more so than anything else, but right. you'll, you'll definitely start feeling though, Hey, you know, things don't quite have that, you know, resistance in the brake pedal that they used to. And oh, Hey, I'm having to push the brake pedal down a little farther to, you know, stop it from the same, you know, speed or in the same distance. And, you know, the, there's going to be warning signs for yeah. sure. And as the problem persists, those issues are going to get worse. So, uh, they, <laughs> the Jeeps are going from being able to control one through the infotainment system to them just, uh, wearing a hole in the brake line and, uh, not being able to stop. <laughs> it, uh, it just strikes me. Problems. Yeah. The it good just, old problems. It just strikes me that this, at least this is localized and it's not a remote attack. It's not a hacker yeah, attack. Yeah, exactly. Oh, geez. So anyway, I, I'm sure they'll get that fi uh, fixed. It seems like it would be a fairly easy fix. They just need to, uh, uh, gap that space a little bit further so it doesn't rub. Well, but, from uh, what I'm hearing, uh, the folks that are, are a little more, you know, tech savvy who are, aren't, you know, afraid to do some modifications on their own are merely just trimming that inner liner yeah. up a little bit and away from, uh, from the brake lines, which, you know, it, there's not, there's not a huge gap there anyways. And, and, and making a little more room, there's plenty of room to do it with. And, and again, it's just a fender liner. It's not going to be the end of the world if you, you know, cut half of it out. And I'm sorry, I missed it because I was messing around with the, the show here. What uh, what vehicle was this on? This is the 2007 to 2010 Jeep Wranglers. Okay. 
And this is both left-hand and right-hand drive. So uh, I think this will apply across country lines as well. Interesting. So it gives uh, gives the uh, New Zealanders a little uh, uh, smile there. They can uh, be cutting up on their Jeep as well. Yeah, I was asking because I didn't know if it uh, involved uh, Tammy's year, uh, JK, or not. Nope. Well, that's I'm good. I'm uh, 15, yeah. Woo. It's a Rubicon, so it'd be something completely different on yours, right? Probably. <laughs> well, I'll just wait till the later in the show. I got something else for you. All right, good. <laughs> hey, folks, you know, you can tweet live to our show. You can send us a tweet on Twitter by adding the hashtag JTS live during the live show. And you can watch for your tweet at the bottom of the screen on our YouTube video right down there. Remember, that's hashtag JTS live. Hey, is the Jeep talk show just not enough for you? Need more? Well, we have more for you. Yeah, we do. <laughs> the Jeep Talk the Jeep Talk Call-In Show. Just go to youtube.com slash Jeep Talk Show on Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Time. Tammy and I will have a guest interview, and we'll turn it over to you, the listeners. All you need is a phone and a voice. The Jeep Talk Call-In Show every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Time on youtube.com slash Jeep Talk Show. And be sure to check out the last episode, number 46, where Tony and Tammy have the one and only Gina from nomnews.com on to talk about how you can eat better than better on the trail than, well, literally <laughs> everyone else. Yummy. Jeep Talk Show Call-In Show with Tammy and Tony. The same lake effect snow that causes all of the snow that we get for snowmobiling and skiing and snowboarding is the same lake effect that helps drive our fruit belt. So we, along the shores of Lake Michigan, we're also known as the fruit belt. So we have these great orchards of apples and cherries, peaches, plums, all these great fruits. It never would have crossed my mind to cook in my engine. Well, you know, if you're out and you're out trail riding and you off-road a lot, you get sick of beef jerky really quick. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. of course. <laughs> I bet. So then, then you're Googling and Pinterest and all that. But you got to have some colorful stories about goings on, some happenings, some police involvement <laughs> at the RV park. <laughs> is there oh, is there okay. any interesting story there? I mean, I could just imagine the shenanigans that get going on when people are out Actually, on vacation. Tony, I could write an entire book uh-huh. and have a show about that, but I don't think we're going to go there. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, anyway, like I said, you could always pass. Hey, coming up on the next Jeep Talk Collins show, Tony and Tammy will have Kelly Buttrick on to see how her quest to voice commercials for Jeep is gone. Yeah, she does uh, a lot of voiceover work for uh, McDonald's and uh, gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm brain farting all the little uh, emblems oh, she has there. Oh, just throw a dart at a Fortune 500 yes. dartboard and I'm, I'm pretty sure you'll find a company that she's voiced some stuff for. No, she's got a great oh, portfolio yeah. and I'm, I'm super jealous of, uh, <laughs> of some of her clientele. Well, now let's get over to somebody we're not jealous of at all in the very least. I don't know. He's got an, he's got more tires than I do. He's oh, got spare tires yeah, for really? days. I could I could use uh, that, I could use uh, some rubber from that guy's garage. That garage has enough parts in it to build four Jeeps. So, I'm definitely jealous of his uh, spare parts pile, that's for sure. So, we're going to do the fourth and final episode of uh, the Sway Bar. Uh you've been hearing the first uh, three uh, uh, episodes of this uh, Nate from uh, Wrangler Extreme. Let's uh, let's get to it. Hey guys, it's Nate with SWBCrawler.com with another edition of Wrangler Extreme. I'm going to tie up our sway bar discussion with a little bit of uh, observations and try to make sense of some of the numbers that I threw at you last time around. Okay, so uh, there were some what appeared to be discrepancies in the body roll numbers that we got from the various uh, 
trips up the ramp that we took in uh, the last episode. Uh, and I'm going to try to explain why I think those are. So you, you may remember that with the, the front and rear sway bars connected, we got 15 degrees of body roll on the RTI ramp. And with the anti-rock disconnected, we got what you would perceive to be less body roll at 13 degrees. Okay, now consider this. The RTI ramp lifts one tire at a time. So the whole Jeep is essentially getting thrown to one side. The rear sway bar, in this case, where we got less, perceivably less body roll, was still connected. And that happened to be the axle that was parallel with the ground. Okay, so the rear sway bar was trying to keep the body parallel to the ground, which is why we got what looked like less body roll. Now, with the anti-rock connected and the rear disconnected, and with both disconnected, you may remember that we got 17 degrees of body roll in both cases. Now, that seems a little odd because you would think that the anti-rock would force the body to be a little further off camber because the front tire was what was riding up the ramp. Okay, so I'm going to say that it did, and that's because with both disconnected, we made it a full, I don't know, nine inches further up the ramp than we did with it connected. Okay, so that means that the front axle was further articulated, than uh, without the anti-rock than with the anti-rock. Because of that, you would have ended up with more body roll. And in this case, the anti-rock was, in fact, following what I described with the rear axle. It was throwing the body further off camber when it was further down the ramp. Okay, so what what does this all tell us? It tells us that in order to get even body roll, you need to run the anti-rock in conjunction with the rear sway bar. Because if you don't, The anti-rock is actually forcing the body in the direction that would uh, oppose the rear axle, right? So the the anti-rock is still trying to keep your body level, but uh, it's not really level because there's no opposing rear sway bar to counteract it. So I'm going to say that the myth that you should not run a rear sway bar with your anti-rock is uh, false. You should run a a rear sway bar with the anti-rock. You'll probably get better results if you run an anti-rock in the front and the rear, but the rear sway bar, the stock rear sway bar, seems to work pretty well, at least in in my experience. Uh, I can also say that from experience, I very much love the stability that the anti-rock gives me. And I, I would imagine that any of the, the, the flexible sway bars like the anti-rock would give you similar, uh, similar results. Also, if you turn this around, um, if you're running a TJ or JK that has a rear sway bar and you're only disconnecting the front, you're getting the same negative effects of that rear sway bar, the stock rear sway bar, trying to keep your body level or what it perceives as level with the rear axle, uh, and also throwing off your body roll. So that may be something you want to consider. If you're running no front sway bar, or if you're running a Rubicon with the disconnectable front sway bar, you may want to consider disconnecting the rear, or at least be aware of what you're dealing with. All right, so I hope that uh, explains the results well enough. If you think I read them wrong, or if you want to chat more about this, look me up on the Jeep Talk forums. Uh, like I said, I also have this this uh, data in more detail in my anti-rock article on swbcrawler.com forward slash anti-rock. Thanks for listening. See, I remember asking about the uh, the rear um, uh, sway bar disconnects, and that's interesting from what he's saying. I mean, just because he's saying it doesn't mean it's right, but uh, it, it's interesting. It's what I thought. It just made sense to me. If a, a front sway bar needs to be disconnected, 
than on a Wrangler that has a rear sway bar, it, it makes sense that it should be disconnected as well for, you know, best articulation. Yeah, I mean, that's that's my experience. Uh, and that's what I see m- most of the people out on the trail running is is a disconnected rear or no rear sway at all. And then they, they you know, have a di- uh, disconnect for the front sway bars for back when it's, you know, time to drive home or whatever. So, I mean, common setup up there. It just seems to be maybe it's tribal mentality. It's just everybody thinks, oh, well, the, you know, back sway bar is going to limit your travel. So might as well take it out. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Some, so some great information there from Nate, as usual, we give Nate a hard time. So, uh, and when I was telling him nobody's jealous of Nate, uh, well, I'm not jealous of Nate, but I like giving him a hard time. So ah, that's what we do. <laughs> that's just what we do. Uh, My mom always told me if someone picks on you, that means they love you. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. That's, that's always a possibility. <laughs> there were some people I picked on that I didn't love though. Uh, <laughs> All right, so uh, you guys know about uh, Bart. Uh, Bart has, uh, uh, you've seen a video or two from Bart uh, uh, going out to some of these Jeep festivals. Well, one of the ones he went to um, uh, recently was the Ohio Jeep Fest. And uh, he was uh, good enough and kind enough uh, to uh, get us some uh, very nice video of uh, the mud pit. And, well, you listen, and I think you'll find that he was quite impressed with the mud pit. All right, so it's Bart with the Jeep Talk Show, and we're coming to you live and direct at the Ohio Jeep Fest. Now, I'll tell you one thing. I've seen a mud pit or two, and some say that a mud pit is a mud pit, but this mud pit right here is absolutely massive. And, um, and uh, oh, oh, we got our first contender. We actually are here before opening. But here we got, it uh, looks like it might have been... Uh, so what do you got there? Cheramanche. A Cheramanche. Now this is a rare Cheramanche. It's like the unicorn of Jeeps. And uh, he's going to be going through the mud pit. He's going to take it. So let's see how it makes out here. Wow, that's some mud pit. <laughs> he's doing good. The Cheramanche's going. And he made it. Oh, that's right. He just made it. And uh, now they got two different sizes of mud pits here. They got the, the the smaller one on the right, and they got the larger one on the left. Now, I don't know, but he might be going through the bigger one now. Oh, he is. He is. All right. Lining it up. And he's going. Wow, that's deep. That's a lot deeper than expected. <laughs> Jeez, he's making some waves. Is that a boat or is that a Jeep? <laughs> Watch out for this wake. Crap, cord, cord, move, move, move. Oh. <laughs> it's still coming. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right, uh, we're standing here with Josh Jones. Okay, the owner of the, what do you call this thing again? Cherimanche. Cherimanche. Oh. 1999 XJ. Oh, wow. I'll tell you what, that was some performance. What right. do you have to say? That shit's nice. Is that, all right. <laughs> now, do you, uh, is that the first time? Is that no, I'm the first one to go through it. And you just made it that look yeah. way too easy. <laughs> well, a lot of Jeeps here are going to have a lot to, to live up to after that performance. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, and, um, and are you from here? Yep, just right, right down the road. And you're part of the Club Mojo? Yep. All right. Well, we look forward to seeing uh, what else goes on here. And uh, congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right.
<laughs> so the question you have to play ask by you, play of yeah, the mud pit. The question you have to ask yourself: Would you buy a mud pit from this man? I would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was great fun. Uh, well, good Bart, job, Bart, on yeah. the on the play yeah, by play, man. Awesome. Thanks for uh, putting together commentary and uh, and yeah, getting out there ahead of time and 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 checking out some of the action for us. Really appreciate that. Oh, and I will mention if uh, the if you're an audio only listener. Um, you need to jump over to our YouTube uh, channel, youtube.com slash Jeep Talk Show, so you can see these videos. Uh, as you may know, we broadcast the show live uh, when we do them on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, so we do have a little bit of a video component uh, in there. But uh, yeah, jump over there and watch that video. I think you have a lot of fun. And, and Josh, I got to say, that, yeah. was a, that was a very sad looking uh, 99XJ. <laughs> but it was I, I, I missed the video i didn't I get a chance because as we're recording this i don't have the uh the video streaming in front of me but yeah I, i'm gonna have to check that out as soon as we uh get this uh posted up and yeah i check out the, the, the cheramanchi yeah cheramanchi i want to check he's, that out he's got it chopped and he's got got it like a bed in the back so it kind of looks like a uh a comanche uh but it's an actual cherokee so okay. uh but there's nothing wrong with that i mean it just it could be it could look a lot nicer but that's not where he was going with this no doors uh, bed in the back and oh, no uh, doors in a mud pit. Oh yeah. my goodness. Oh yeah. 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 So you guys got to see this and, and actually the hosts have to see this too. So, uh, yeah, watch it. It's, it's a lot of fun, good fun stuff. And uh, big thanks to uh, Bart from going out there. You can tell he's having a lot of fun with this stuff. You're listening to Jeep talk show. At my mom's house. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Oh, you most certainly are, you lucky listener, you. And the Jeep Talk Show is just one of the many proud members of the 4x4 Radio Network. If you'd like to learn more about who's there and what they can offer you, well, by all, by all means, just head over to 4x4radionetwork.com. That's 4x4radionetwork.com. Learn more about the 4x4 podcast, the Center Steer podcast, and, of course, the Trail Chasers podcast. When you drop a Jeep... Everybody knows you rock Off-road in a regular When all our guys are stuck Yeah, remember what you see A dude in the Cherokee You could come off-road him If you get up off your knees In a regular Driving a Jeep regular With your helmet We'll pull you out of a ditch Bitch Hey folks, Tony and Josh, everyone out there, I'm so excited and nervous at the same time. Imagine that. Isn't, isn't that how it is with me? Anyway, I'm going to be heading to York, Pennsylvania, to the fairgrounds there, for the 22nd annual All Breeds Jeep Show, my first ever Jeep show. And I'm going to just play it low key. I'm going to visit the vendor booths, kind of dip my toes in the water, so to speak. Um, just to see what a Jeep show is all about. I know they have a show and shine where you can sign up your Jeep. There's an obstacle course. There's vendors. Um, there's like a little swap meet. Um, so I think I'm going to be overwhelmed just with all the Jeeps. So I decided just to do this first one just to like get the lay of the land and see what it's about. Plus, I know a lot of my social media friends are planning on being there and I hope to hook up with some of them. And I'm also gonna be having. I'm gonna have some swag, and I'm gonna be going around to the vendors and uh, talking to them about the podcast. And I got these little koozies. They're purple, and they're Jeep Talk Show koozies. And I'm gonna be handing them out. And folks, 
Um, well, I guess by the time you're listening to the show, it's going to be too late. But um, I have my Jeep Mama bracelets. Um, and they say my website, jeepmama.com, and enjoy life. They come in purple and periwinkle, which is kind of a purple, purple blue. So anyway, I'm just really excited to go to my first ever Jeep show. And um, next week, I'll share with you all the exciting things that hopefully happen. And hopefully I get to buy some stuff. Um, so anyway, join us next Thursday. Or the next show, episode, what, 290? 290, yeah. Yep. yeah. And I'll share with you what's going on. Hey, guys, remember that segment on how to ship to four low? I did a blog post as well, and I got a response. The guy says, Dear Tammy, thank you for your lesson on how to get your Jeep into four low without grinding. I am new to the Jeep world and was having the same problem of grinding gears. I tried your method today, and it worked. Could you possibly post and send me the reverse procedure? P.S. I love the Jeep talk show. I started listening before I bought the Jeep. Thanks so much, Chris. That's amazing. So, Chris, the reverse procedure is easy peasy. Oh, yeah. You just, you know, a slow roll, shift your, uh, the, from dry to neutral, and then take your four low and quickly shift it up to two wheel. That's it. So. Isn't there a magical spell or something you have to say at the same time or point towards wherever the new moon would be? I, I think there's a combination of things that have to happen there. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just if you're in an XJ. The Wranglers, we don't need those special spells. Um, so, uh, oh, uh, and don't forget, if you have anything to add, we'd like to uh, hear from you. Join the conversation. But joining the JeepTalkForum.com, uh, calling uh, to our voicemails, or you can email Tammy uh, at uh, JeepTalkShow.com. And, of course, she is always, as we all are, looking forward to hearing from you. All right. So, uh, ooh, I love reviews. And we do have a review this week. Uh, oh, you know, we didn't decide who's going to read it. Let's fight over it. Oh, a little Rochambeau. <laughs> what? <laughs> we can we can mud wrestle for Speaking it. Speaking in tongues. <laughs> well, this one uh, came through our iTunes uh, account. Guys, if you would like to find our show on iTunes, very easy to do. Uh, just head over to iTunes.com. You can find us uh, with the Jeep Talk Show. Do yeah. Just a search. And of course, you guys can always leave us a comment there and a five star review. We love hearing your guys' feedback. And of course, we always read all of our reviews live on the air. Uh, this one is from Ya Oysters. <laughs> Great show. <laughs> Just started watching, loving it. Hope to get a Jeep soon. They've got me hooked. As we do. We're actually, you wouldn't be the first one, Ya Oysters. We've, uh, we are guilty of at least one, if not two, Jeep purchases because of this show so uh that's amazing crazy. that's just yeah, amazing I know, that is me. something that tickles me pink yeah so uh i didn't put it in the show notes but it of course was five stars of course did you guys as well it should be yeah did you guys see the multiple uh, uh fish uh, or fishing references there with the oysters and the hooked and i think we got a fisherman out there that I might be that's might doing be. the review so we'd love to hear from you guys. We we can do reviews on Facebook. Uh, just go over to jeeptalkshow.com, Facebook slash uh, flashbook.com slash jeeptalkshow, and you can see there's a little review section there. I don't know if you guys are aware of it or not, but we now have 50 reviews on Facebook, on our Facebook page. Oh, which, catching up to our iTunes then. Yeah, that's, what I was, good, yeah that's what I was thinking. I think we've got around 80 or so on iTunes. And, and I mentioned this, I haven't mentioned it in a while. If you've, uh, if you've done a, a review before, 
on iTunes or Facebook, you're not limited to once. You may have changed your mind. You may uh, may need to go on there and say, <laughs> if it was six stars, I would give it six stars and just, you know, put it on there. And, uh, oh, you can, uh, we do have uh, the ability to take reviews on our uh, iTunes and uh, Google uh, app uh, applications. You can actually do reviews there as well. So I'm sure we'll have more reviews next week and we'd love hearing from you guys. And you know, if you don't like something on the show, you don't like the show, let us know. Uh, I don't know why you're listening, but there, you, you maybe you've, you're holding out hope <laughs> and you're hoping it's going to get better. Let us know what you don't like. Cause uh, we'd like to hear from you. Oh my goodness, Josh, we have a tech talk tonight. I'm uh, yeah, I'm, we sure do. I'm all tingly. Oh, this one, uh, this one might give the tingle. You got to, tech uh, questions. What do I ever? <laughs> we have answers. Oh, that's Oops. good. Can, it's tech talk. You want to start that one over? Nah, it's all good. Remember <laughs> earlier in the show when I said, uh, Tammy, just wait till later. I got something for you Uh-oh. that might yep. be uh, talking about your Jeep. Well, here it is. You might be wondering why some of you, uh, why your ESP light is on. Well, I'll give you a hint. It's not because you're a psychic <laughs> with extra sensory perception. Mm-hmm. Well, Darn. speaking of Wrangler recalls from earlier, this one has been around for a while now, but I figured since we talked a little bit about the brake recall on older Wranglers, this was apropos. The recall on the ESP in BAS or Electronic Stability Program and Brake Assist Systems affects the 2007 through 2017 Jeep Wrangler owners who have installed a lift or a larger set of normal tires, larger than normal set of tires. That would include you, Tammy. Yep. They are instructed to permanently disengage the ESP BAS feature in their vehicle as directed by Jeep. A a formal letter has been sent Hmm. to many Jeep owners warning them of a potential safety issue. Owners who do not see the ESP BAS warning light indicator light on the dashboard and who only have a modest lift of, say, a couple of inches or so with accompanying tires of 33 inches or less may be fine. However, if your steering wheel starts to feel a little finicky, well, make an appointment at your local Jeep dealership as soon as possible to have your vehicle inspected. Okay, what is ESP? Well, it's definitely not the extrasensory perception I said earlier. The ESP, or Electronic Stability Program, is a standard feature released in 2007 for the Jeep JK. The program uses a number of sensors to detect driving conditions that may lead to an accident. It detects those conditions and acts for you to maintain vehicle control. Unfortunately, when a component breaks or a modification is made, serious problems can occur. The ESP uses a number of sensors to detect conditions such as wheel spin, high G-forces, and extreme braking. The computer network interprets the readings and calculates the precise amount of brake and engine power reduction to maintain control of your vehicle. For example, if your JK is understeering in a sharp right turn, the computer might go, well, can apply the brake to the left front wheel. This is advantageous because the driver does not have to doesn't uh, doesn't have independent control over the brakes. Sophisticated computer controls can become problematic, however, causing unusual problems. You may be driving down the highway when suddenly your JK begins to apply brakes all by itself. Wouldn't that be fun? This condition can be caused by a faulty wheel speed sensor or a number of other things, and the ESP warning light may illuminate. Now, if you think you may have a candidate for turning off the ESP BAS system, take some notes as I'm about to teach you how to do it. The easy way is the easy way to do it is with some of these handheld programmers from companies like Diablo Sport and Superchips. Another option is to follow a procedure outlined by FCA to do it manually. Although a quick warning, Jeepers, some JKs after the 2012 model year have been known not to respond to the manual procedure. In any case, here's how it's done. You want to shift the transfer case into the four high position. Turn the steering wheel until centered with the steering wheels pointed st- with, the, with the, st- the steering wheel pointed straight ahead. 
Cycle the ignition key off and then on. Wait approximately five seconds for the system bulb check. Turn and hold the steering wheel one half turn to the right. Press and hold the ESP button for seven seconds. Turn the steering wheel back to center and turn and hold the, the wheel one half turn to the left. Press and hold the ESP button for seven seconds. Turn the steering wheel back to center. Press and hold the ESP button for seven seconds again. Cycle the ignition key to off. Once the procedure has been perform performed correctly, the ESP off will display in the odometer for approximately 12 seconds each time the ignition is turned on. Now, repeating the procedure will restore normal ESP operation. Now, I'm going to take this opportunity to mention that any disabling of the vehicle safety systems is to be done at your own risk, and that myself and the Jeep Talk Show is not responsible for what happens to your Jeep by your own hand or not. I always encourage anyone to seek the advice and the service of a trained and certified professional for any modifications, services, upgrades, or anything else that you're going to be doing to your Jeep. And hey, Jeepers, let me know if you guys have a tech question you would like answered here on the Jeep Talk Show. Go to jeeptalkforum.com, even on your smartphone, or shoot me an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Wow. So all I have to say from all that is uh, I'm ready now. I've got my pencil. <laughs> I'm nervous. Oh, it, it needs to be a number two. It needs to be a number two. Oh, well, you know, with the issues you're talking about, it's going to be a number two, and it's going to be all over, all over the inside of the Jeep when it happens. All right, so I've got, some questions to, I've got some questions to ask for Tammy now. Tammy, are you <laughs> nervous about this? Do you have, have you experienced any of this, the, what, what I just talked about? I'm nervous about it, and no, I haven't experienced anything like this yet. Likely, you wood. may not. Likely, right. you may not. And here is why. is because all of the work that you've done to your Jeep, with the exception of some, you know, some of the bolt-on stuff, but as far as like the major modifications, the tires, the wheels, the lift kit, et cetera, et cetera, all that was done by professionals. It was done by <laughs> professionals who were, you know, had keeping your warranty intact throughout the right. process. So you know, there might have been procedures that they kind of did, or or some tricks and other things that only the, like the dealership guys know about doing um, to save these sort of things, sort of things right. from happening during the installation process. And it might be only during the installation process that certain things can be done to avoid this. And I don't know if those, if those things exist or what they are. I'm just sort of, right. you know, shooting arrows down a hallway here. So, uh, whether or not this is going to apply to you at some point down the road, I don't know, but it's be one of those things that you want to look out for. And if Definitely. it does pop up, it's not going to be the end of the world for you. And now you know what to do when it does pop up. Right. Well, I'm betting they, they, I mean, they did the whole speed sensor, thing you know changed my right. speedometer all that so maybe yeah. well at least you got a new set of eyes looking at it now too so what yep. one missed uh may have missed i should say perhaps well, it's the always other a find. little it's always a little bit of peace of mind when when oh this you know i hear a ding and there's a light on in the dash what does it mean you know when you have right. a little bit of knowledge and all of a sudden oh i know what that light means i know what those letters mean i know what this you know what the vehicle is doing when this light comes on there's a little peace of mind there when it's not that sudden panic moment. <gasps> there's a light on in the dash. <gasps> what do I do? You know, there's, you can, okay, I know what that is. It's not that big of a deal and I know how to take care of it. Oh, you mean like some of the popular commercials where they uh, act like it's a, you know, the car is going to explode in the next uh, oh, right. 400 feet. If you don't, <laughs> if you don't quickly whip into a brake shop <laughs> to have them check your car. <laughs> yeah. I hate, I hate, hate those commercials like that. The check engine light can mean something very serious. But more times than not, it is not anything serious. And it's so easy to 
to check that those codes nowadays. I mean, just simply going down to an auto parts uh, store and borrowing their uh, their code reader. Uh, oh yeah, there's yeah. a lot of places that will pull codes for free for you. Yeah, so don't get uh, don't get into a, a multi hundred or thousand dollar trap simply because you have a check engine light. Uh, find out what that code is first and uh, do a little research. You can go home. Check it out, and uh, man, it it may even be cheaper to have it towed back if it turns out to be something serious. But like I said, and Josh, you know, correct me on this if if you if if you've seen otherwise. Nine times out I of ten, I have been told to never correct you on the air, sir. Yeah, <laughs> and you're also not supposed to never correct you, and you're also not supposed to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. But nine times out of ten, it's it, it's nothing uh, uh nothing that keeps you from uh, being able to get home or. Uh, especially if you're out at three o'clock in the morning, you don't want to pull over to the side of the road and just cause you have a check engine light. Well, look, any, any of these Wranglers that I was talking about, if, if you do have a system failure or a major mechanical issue, either the Jeep is going to let you know very, yeah. you know, very blatantly, um, that there's an issue going on or it's going to go into limp mode to protect itself. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of, we, we've actually had a, a number of years ago, um, a caller, uh, I think they called in and talked about a limp mode problem that they were having. And uh, I, I managed to talk them uh, talk them through it with a I think a relay and a fuse swap and got them back on the road at least to get get it to a repair shop and get it to their house. A limp mode is there to protect your vehicle from any further damage. And so if there is something serious going on, like Tony was talking about, if that light does come on and if it is something serious, your vehicle is going to go go into into a protection mode and protect itself in that limp mode to where you can't drive, you can't bring the RPMs up very high, you can't drive very fast, you're not going to be able to drive very far. It'll get you off the freeway. It'll get you to the next exit. It'll get you to the repair shop. And in most cases, Tony was right. The check engine light is not a major end of the world type of thing. Obviously, it's something that you don't want to ignore. But in most cases, it's not the end of the world. Um, but in this case, like the lights that I was talking about, these are specific systems. These, these right. aren't engine management systems. These are vehicle stability and braking systems. They're, they're really sort of um, stuff that happens behind the scenes. You never feel it really happening or, or things going on. Um, it's just there to kind of protect you from you know, tipping the vehicle or going into a spin or you know things like that. I like it whenever I see posts on Facebook, uh, woohoo, the check engine light bulb finally burn out. So there's uh, <laughs> there's people that drive around with check engine lights for years, depending on. And you uh, know your this site. oil light has never turned off. <laughs> oil, well, it comes with a vehicle. <laughs> you know, you just run it until it runs out. All righty. Well, we always like to have fun with folks, but uh, yeah, just be careful. This is Zach from CNM Jeeps. This is Lisa Simon from Trim Perfect. This is Alan Peterson with Painless Performance Wiring. This is Amy from TNA Decal. This is Neil from SFJ4x4.com. This is Randall Spear, Motorsports Manager from Dana Aftermarket. This is Paul Wolf from ENI USA RM. I'm John Eastmore from Black Forest. This is Nathan Leahy from Mickey Thompson Tires and Wheels. And, and you're listening, listening to the Jeep, Jeep Talk, Talk Show. Show. A nice big Jeep wave goes out to all of our friends and fans in the off road industry. We thank you for your support. Hey, this is Tony. And I'm Tammy. And this is Josh. And you've reached our 24-7 voicemail line. You guys know what to do, so at the beep, leave your message. Hey, folks, you know we love hearing from all of you, so don't forget you can call our voicemail line at 530-675-4102, or you can jump over to our website, jeeptalkshow.com, and leave us a message. Just click on the little Leave Voicemail button on the right-hand side of the screen. Hey, guys, it's Steve from Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, I just started listening to the show about a week ago uh, at my job, 
and my two-hour round-trip commute to work every day. And I got to tell you, I love the show. I've been through about 30 episodes in the past week. Uh, and you have thoroughly convinced me that I need to uh, be driving a Jeep to work every day. So I'm, uh, <laughs> right now I'm driving an 08 Trailblazer, but uh, I was planning on getting a new car this, this winter anyways. So it's looking like I'm going to be going with a, with a JKU. So... Uh, I got two dogs, that's why I need the unlimited. Got to <laughs> fit oh, those yeah. guys in there, but uh, I'm really excited about it, and I can't stop listening to the show. And I, I've got the Jeep bug, so I can't can't wait to become a part of the family. I'm excited for it. And uh, my only question would be, I guess, is uh, what kind of precautions would you guys have for, uh, let's say, buying uh, aftermarket tires and whatnot? Because for the first year, I will be doing a lot of driving on it before I can hopefully move closer to my job. Uh, right now I'm commuting a long way from Madison, and so I will have to put a good number of miles on there. And while I'd like to take uh, the Jeep off-road a good bit, I will also have to be doing a lot of highway miles. And so uh, what kind of tires, I guess, would you guys suggest? Uh, once again, I love the show. Uh, I left you guys the five-star review and everything, and uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And hopefully I can get through some more of these episodes and, continue following in the future so thanks guys oh and by the way uh tammy i'm getting a black one so <laughs> sorry oh nicely he was, was doing so done. good he was that doing was so good right there till the very end <laughs> yeah he's a smart guy you know why because he's from the midwest oh. Oh. well hey let me uh, let me go ahead and take just a minute to answer steve or just touch on steve's question about tires really quick um steve it sounds like you might have a move here in your near future and, and, of course, um, having a Jeep that you're buying for, for multi-purpose for both as a commuter that sounds like it may see some miles, but also some occasional wheeling and whatnot. And all-terrain, I think, is going to be probably almost a little too aggressive for you. And here's why I say that is because it sounds like, honestly, you're going to be seeing a lot more freeway miles than you are going to be seeing any kind of off-road miles. And there's some really good you know all-season tires out there that can give you some off-road performance while still maintaining a decent amount of traction on the road without sacrificing mileage and longevity. And one of those tires that I've really been impressed with over the years that has been a long-standing tradition for people who want to have a little bit of the best of both worlds is the BF Goodrich Rugged Trail tires. Now, these things are definitely less of, a, of, of a, um, uh, uh, an aggressive tire than, say, the BF Goodrich All-Terrains. Um, but they're going to give you a nice quiet ride and they're going to be really good in wet weather and even that inclement weather that you're probably going to see on your commute. And if you want to go with something else, uh, the Yokohama Geolander is going to be a very similar tire that's going to give you similar results. Those are going to be my top two choices for a tire that's going to see more freeway substantially than it will see off-road use. I just want to, um, my tires are the Goodyear Duratrax and... Unfortunately, I didn't get to test them out in the snow last year because we didn't get any, but I'm told those are supposed to be excellent um, for snow driving. And I know you probably get lots of snow up there, so you may want to look into those too. I, uh, I'm down here in the south, and we don't get any snow. We get lots of rain, though, and uh, I, uh, I would wholeheartedly recommend the BF Goodrich ATs. Uh, it's an all-around just great tire. I, I'm sure Josh's suggestion makes more sense. But damn it, I want something that looks kind of nice. Uh, I, want it, I want it to look a little off-roady, you know? And yeah. uh, so... Uh, aren't those the ones that were on the... St aren't those the stock Rubicon tires? 
Um, no, the stock Rubicon tires are a BF Goodrich, um, but they look like more, I think, the KM1 type of, uh, uh, of tread pattern. And obviously, the KM2 is the is the more recent and and the current production model. Yeah, those um, are but those are mud terrains, Josh. The KM1 but they are they are mud terrains, right? They okay. are mud terrains. Okay. So the K the KM is is just the series of tires. So like the KM2s are what you see uh, the the BF Goodrich mud terrains are the KM2s. Oh, uh, the and, the and old school BF Goodrich mud terrains were the KM1s. Yeah, and that's the same tread patterns what you see on the brand new Wranglers nowadays. Well, that's interesting. Now, and before somebody writes in, I know it's not mud drain, it's maximum traction, but damn it, mud drain makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, sounds great. And, you know, if you haven't got the Jeep yet, you still got time to get a bright colored vehicle. After all, it's a Jeep. It's meant to be seen. And you'll be a lot no, safer no, at no, night. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, don't help me, Tammy. <laughs> From the mind of Nikki G. <laughs> hey, folks, this is something we look forward to each and every week, and that's hearing from the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, he's depressed. I want to give a congratulations to Wyatt for owning, being eight years old and owning an XJ. That's great. Although I think that's a little too young to start to learn to cuss. <laughs> but uh, I also think that it's very sad that at eight years old, he's been out wheeling more than me, Tony, and Josh combined. I know. I know. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. <sighs> oh, yeah. You know, I heard back from Novak. They have some, uh, some ideas about my stretch change. So there's some hope for me yet, Josh. Yeah, well, <laughs> that makes one of us. All hey, right. um, real quick, this is for Steve. Can you see it, Tony? Don't listen to Tony. Yeah, I'm going to start holding up little notes. Oh, you're talking, about, you're talking about Steve from Wisconsin. I thought this yeah, was for, Steve from Wisconsin. Steve, Steve uh, 4.3 LXJ never listens to me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna get he, some pops. He, he knows. I'm gonna get. <laughs> He's been around the block. He knows what He knows better. <laughs> he knows how much BS I spew. <laughs> I'm gonna get some popsicle sticks. My husband says I need to get a sign that says "I'm with stupid" and have two arrows pointing ah, off to the side. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, there you go. Anyway, hey, product review, Tammy, and oh, I don't. Is this gonna be bad news? Um, I don't know. That's I need I need you guys to help me All figure right. this out. All right. So um I want to be honest about the products that I review Absolutely. and um if I have problems with them once I get them I think I'm going to bring them to everybody's attention so everybody gets the full you know sure scope. So last summer Oxbeam asked me to review their 7-inch 60-watt round-high low-beam LED headlights with atmosphere function for the Jeep Wrangler. And so I did the review and I posted them and I love, love, love the brightness. Such a huge difference than the stock lights. So then I had an issue where one of the headlights was half-lit and it like flickered. And everyone said, hey, you need to get the anti-flicker harness. So I did, and it seemed to fix it. Um, and when it did that half light thing, my husband's like, oh, I can fix it. And he pounded <laughs> it with his hand. Right. And it, like, lit up to the normal brightness. 
Um, so I put the flicker harness on. Everything was fine. Just recently, the half-lit thing is back. And so I just hit the headlight with my hand, and it fixes it. Kind of like Fonzie from Happy Days. Oh, yeah. Um, so anyway, before I contact the company, I just want to make sure that I'm not missing anything or if there's something else that maybe I did wrong. Uh, anyway, well, I, so could, it, I could point you to a couple of areas to look at, uh, Tammy. I, first and foremost, I would take a look at the at your connections. Um, but right. Take a look at where the those lights plug into the harness, where the, the anti-flicker plugs in and, and how that interconnect. Take a look at all of your interconnects. And not just a visual inspection, pull them apart and look at the contacts. And if you see any oxidation, any rust, any you know blue or green, anything like that, that's going to be an indication that you're losing some continuity. And that might be an issue where you're not getting the proper signal and voltage going to that light that you should. And another problem could be uh, a ground. You could have a loose ground. And of course, as these are LEDs, light-emitting diodes, these are chipset technology here, which, which are relying on surface mount technology, meaning these, these small little microchips um, and components are soldered to the surface of a board, of a, of a circuit board. And, and if, that, if that process is done incorrectly or not with absolute perfection in mind throughout the entire production process, you can have different chipsets that may not be fully connecting to the circuit board that's inside of there. And when that happens, well, you get something that isn't quite passing a signal all the way through or is it's intermittent. And when you go over a bump or when you do the old Fonzarelli, oh, uh, things will you know, be, happen. It could be how hot it is outside, how hot it is along with how much humidity is in the air. Is it raining? Uh, there's mm. a, a whole series of things that can affect elect electronics, like for what Josh is talking about. And I don't, right. know if, I don't know if you ever tried it or not, Tammy, but I, I think I remember telling you, you should swap the headlights, physically move them between yep. the two and see if the problem moves with the headlight or if it stays with where the, the harness where it's connected to. I'm trying what to remember if I did that. I don't think you yeah, did. If, it, I would go out there and, I mean, it's, it should only take you maybe five or ten minutes to do a right. little headlight swap. I think you'd probably just, you know, with a Phillips screwdriver or, or something like that, yep. be able to uh, do a quick swap. Um, what that's going to do is that's going to tell you if it's the headlight itself or if it's the wiring. Now, if the problem stays on the side that, that, that it's currently, you know, having the issue, let's say it's the passenger side um, light that, that's, have, uh, that's going out, um, well, then, you know, if, if you swap your lights and it's still on the passenger side, well, then we know it's a problem with the wiring. Now, if it moves over to the driver's side, well, then we know it's the actual bulb itself or the, the unit itself. Um, and that's going to be an internal problem to that, to that device. In which case, I mean, at that point, you definitely want to contact the manufacturer. Now, if it's something within the harness itself, well, that's something that can be fixed by, you know, refreshing the connections, um, you know, finding where there's some uh, oxidation or some, uh, uh, some corrosion or something like that, um, or maybe just refreshing a ground or something like that. So um, not to say that your, your installation quality is crap, but I would definitely take a look at it before right. you do some troubleshooting, like, you know, swapping the lights back and forth before contacting the manufacturer. Whenever you, uh, I think it has those kind of like uh, knife edge type connections. Like there's three of them that go into something. Uh, if if yep. I, I'm, I'm thinking about how it is on my Jeep, I don't know if it's the same one on the later ones, but uh, you, you could do the pencil eraser thing too. So unplug it, take the pencil eraser and just uh, rub the, the area, the metal surface to clean it up and make it nice and shiny and mm -hmm. then plug it back in and see uh, if it fixes it for a while. 
and then you'll know okay. it's a connection issue. I have a tendency to believe it's a connection issue based on being able to hit it because that's generally a, a jarring thing. We'll move it just enough for it to make the continuity connection. Right. Well, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna say fifty fifty between that and a problem with the unit itself. Oh, well, you're um, always gonna say something different for me, damn it! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why Josh is here. Yeah, it's good. Uh, so it's good to have way, lots Sammy, of good um, uh, opinions. A little bit of easy troubleshooting on your own side, and you'll be able to to very quickly determine you know how much further you're gonna have to dig into this. Great, thank you, guys. Yeah, be sure to keep us uh, keep us informed too of uh, as as to you know what happens with this. And we certainly Definitely. want to hear what happens with uh, if you have to go back to the manufacturer, what they have to say. Right. Mm -hmm. Hey, folks, um, take a minute and take our survey. You just head over to jeeptalkshow.com backslash survey, or is that a regular slash? Yeah, it's a regular slash. I think yeah. I call it a forward slash. So, uh, I had a, uh, an interesting question the other day. I think it was on xjtalk.com. Uh, the guy was asking, uh, if, if he was crazy or does he hear some kind of crickets and, and like, uh, river trickling brook noises or something during part of the show. And I said, well, was it during campfire uh, side chat? He goes, well, I'm not sure I have to go back and check. I said, well, you know, there's a brook and, and little chirpy chirps and all kinds of stuff going on in the background. I said, we, we may need to turn that up. So he was like, oh, great. I thought I am not crazy. Of course, I didn't tell him yeah, the whole thing about going crazy. <laughs> that doesn't prove or disprove that. But uh, we, we do have some background noise. Um, we, we can probably turn it up now. It's that a we've crackling got the, fire. Yeah. We have a, we, there's a fire. There's a, what is that? It's, frogs? Yeah, it's like frogs rubbing their legs uh, together. Those are crickets. <laughs> Frogs don't rub their legs together. Uh, they well, they do, but it probably doesn't make that kind of noise. I don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so, Josh, you guys, uh, update yeah, us you guys, on your Jeep. Yeah. So, uh, uh, taking the advice of, of some of those around me, uh, I have done something that... Um, uh, it goes I against your grain. Time. I think it goes it really against your grain. It really does go against my grain. Look, I, I, I have been a person who has... Uh, taken pride in in being self-sufficient his entire life um i've i started working from a very young age and and i moved out at a young age as well um and throughout my entire life i mean i've been working since i was 12 years old um i have up to this point been unemployed collectively for maybe three months of my entire life uh, and that certainly wasn't all at once um i've always worked i've always been able to you know make sure that i pay my bills and stuff like that um, but there are trials and tribulations that pop up in life, and right now is certainly no exception. Um, I've really had a hard time doing this because I've never taken any kind of assistance, whether it be you know, food stamps or unemployment or you know anything like that. Um, I, I've never done it and, it, and it goes against my grain to do so. So taking this advice was very hard for me to do. Um, just just but, tell them, John, damn it, Josh. I'm the one I that told it. you. I'm the one no, that told you no, to do no, this. No, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> Nonetheless, um, this this is an idea that that was presented to me, and I, I went ahead and, and did it. So I, I started a GoFundMe uh, campaign to help with the Jeep um, because of medical bills and and, and other financial uh, tribulations that have that have popped up here recently. Uh, my entire Jeep fund uh, was sucked dry. Well, let, let's re not, let's remind people. Let's remind people. You were all uh, excited. You you had a, uh, a, a overheat issue with your Jeep. Right. Which, which happened because of karma and you making fun of mine. 
and <laughs> it <Probably>. was <laughs> now that you mention it <laughs> and you needed to pull the head off and you know check it and uh, probably have some head work done and a few other things and you were all excited because it had sat there for several months while you were trying to get some uh, some money together as as we do we save up for things and then uh, your uh, tax refund came in and oh boy it's time to get her back together yeah, and then I got, I got a couple of few parts. I got a, a replacement radiator and a replacement water pump, and I was like, okay, you know, oh, you're I, the close. ball is rolling. Yeah, you're the close. The ball is rolling. I but, can, but I can you go need ahead. Some, and start but you still need to get the head work done on it uh, before you can put so it back on. No, I went on ahead there. and I and that's right. So I pulled the head, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's going to be head and new head bolts. Um, oh, I've got to do new lifters and, and and push rods because the oh, lifters are shot. To. Yeah, you got to um, do the lifters. And you know, so so all that's going to be going on, and but so as soon as I pull the head. Murphy's Law steps in and says, huh, oh, yeah, I got something for you. And, uh, yeah, that's when I had a bone infection in my, uh, my upper jawbone. And I had to have some bone tissue removed and oral, nasty oral surgery and several visits to an endodontist. And needless to say, uh, yeah, that took all of my savings. So they didn't have any American doctors to, to do the work on you? <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> so no, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a very special um, oral uh surgeon type so, of uh, person who does things. I think, so. I think we've all all been there where, you know, you go, oh, finally, I just got to this point and it's been taking me months to get here or even years. And then as soon as you get there, boom, here's this big, huge expense. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, totally. so, that's what, so that's what he's talking about. And, and Tammy, I got to take issue. I'm the one that came up with this idea. I don't know what, where you're coming from. No. But no, I no. told Josh he needs to do this. If... Okay, all you listeners out there, I know I mentioned it on a show. I don't think so. So whoever can see, find out what episode it was, see, this is what that, time it was. This is that black Jeep privilege that people are always I, talking about. <laughs> I will send you a Jeep talk show. It's, it's ringing some bells. And my bracelet. Yep. But I'm, that, I know. That's ringing that some bells. I'm not going to say she's right. I'm not going to say she's wrong. <laughs> but it's ringing some I'm bells. That's, that's all I'm going to say. What are you, you going to send them? What, what is the bribes you're giving everybody to make this stuff up, to make you um, right, Tammy? I'll send them a Jeep talk show koozie. I'll send them a Jeep talk show sticker, a Jeep mama sticker, a Jeep mama bracelet, a signed autograph picture of myself. So, so if you kidding. can prove so if Tammy's if right and Tony's wrong. <laughs> so if they can't find it. You'll wear red on the show for three weeks straight, oh. right? <laughs> yeah, but what's the time limit? Well, I mean, the show, but before the show's over. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We'll give them like All right. two episodes. All right, two well, episodes. well, folks, you heard it right here. Tammy's going to give uh, you a bunch of stuff. You're going to give you, give give a bunch of stuff away. Josh, you don't get it. You're doing the GoFundMe thing. But anyway, yeah. go over there to the GoFundMe. It's yeah. a go, what is it? GoFundMe uh, slash what was it, Josh? GoFundMe.com slash save Josh's Jeep. And you'll see a very sad looking Josh with lots of uh, hospital equipment all around. Yeah. And mm. uh, uh, that no, was, I, I would think that was from the oral surgery that, uh, that you were. That was, yeah. was that before or after? You look depressed. So I think it's before. That, that was before. You can kind of see some <laughs> swelling in my face and, and, and stuff as well. I was not a happy camper. So please go over there. You know, I don't want to I don't want to make you feel bad or anything, but we don't charge you guys anything. We have uh, some advertisers here occasionally. So you get a lot of fun and entertainment from this show. Help Josh get back out on the trails so that he can give us videos. He can give us interviews from folks out there. It's a great thing to do. 
And what does it start at? Like five bucks, and you dress up yeah, like got, Dorothy I've, or I've something. I've got I've got things set up to where no matter where you're at in life, just like me, you, you <laughs> can make something happen for me. Um, and so there's different levels, and and I'm willing to do things for your guys' <laughs> contributions too. Uh, not some things that Tony was suggesting, no, but, no. <laughs> but nonetheless, no. I, I'm going to go out there, and I'll make it worth your guys' while at least. There's not a lot that I can do or provide you guys, obviously, because you know this is a in an international show. The money could be coming from all over the place. It's not going to be practical for me to come out and shake your hand if you live out in New York. So, no. um, but uh, but nonetheless, you know, we got things there to set up in the in the sense that. Regardless of where you're at, you can help me out if you're willing, you're so willing and able. And it's not like he's not going to take care of this himself, folks. He will. It's just going to help, uh, help, help him get get going a little faster. And uh, and frankly, you're just going to get more stuff out of it because he's going to be going to shows. He's going to be going off road. He's going to be interviewing that's people. Really, and yeah, that's where this is this yeah. is coming from is is not being able to have my jeep to go to some of these shows to participate in some of these be able to go out and and you know be that jeeper among the jeepers uh, if you will and getting some of that audio and and, and inter- interaction with the people that are out on the trails and out at the shows and, and stuff like that. And it's very, very difficult for me to do that, obviously, with just a broken down Honda. So uh, if you guys can help out, super awesome. If not, I totally understand. Uh, it's just one of these things, things uh, pop up. And, uh, well, the advice of those around me, I'm uh, asking for some help. Anything going on, Tammy? Um, just heading to a Jeep show. My first one. Looking forward to it. I installed my, I think I told you guys this, my second more ride um, ammo can. I think I told you guys that, all right? Right? The shelf, the ammo can yes, shelf. Yes. Well, did you, did you paint those, Tammy? Did you get your brackets in and all that? Yeah, I spray spray painted them purple. Just not ready out? to do the. turn out as good I as you were hoping? I think it looks good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So, um, other than that, just looking forward to the... The Jeep show. Now, Tammy, don't forget, uh, you having a black Jeep, you're going to need to make uh, make certain that you remember where you park because it's going to be really hard to find since it's black. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will. I'm maybe not a helium, maybe morning. a helium no, balloon no. or something, no, but not, not a black one. Use a use a brighter color. Your choice. Yeah. Ha ha. So anyway, uh, I mentioned a little earlier about uh, talking to, uh, oh, gee, I forgot their name. Is it Novak, uh, Josh, the, the, the company yeah. you told me about? Yeah. So I reached out to, to Novak at uh, Josh's suggestion, or maybe Tammy suggested it. Who knows? Yeah, I always <laughs> make good suggestions. <laughs> and told him about the issues I was having with the, uh, the stretch chains on my MP242 transfer case. And I got a great detailed uh, email back from a gentleman uh, and uh, he was going to check with their transmission guy as soon as uh, they were back, uh, probably at a show or something. And uh, so uh, I'm I'm about ready to order that chain uh, from them. I had some great information on the uh, the chains. Uh, he said there, there's not that many companies that make the transfer case chains. So uh, he's thinking there's I probably really not. Yeah, he was thinking yeah. I probably got a cheap one. And I just I, I want to go see if I can fi- figure out what kind it is. I told him uh, TRW, but uh, now that I think about it, it might be Bork Warner. The Berg Warner was he referring to Berg Warner as a lesser quality chain? Or I don't was think that one so. Of the better ones? I think the Bar uh, Borg Warner uh, uh, was not uh, was a was a good quality one. I uh, I okay. think he said um, Morse. 
Hmm. I think Morris is what he was saying on one of them, which was a good quality one. Anyway, they sell a good quality one, so all I have to do is buy it from them. Uh, if you but, guys want to know about the, the company that Tony is talking about, where I directed him to go, they have a ton of information on transfer cases and transmissions. Yeah. If you are doing like a doubler setup or you're looking to do a transfer case rebuild or something like that, um, this is the place to go for information. Um, and, and they've got a ton of stuff. And if you're if your old shifter in your TJ or YJ or XJ is uh, is kind of chunky or you know doesn't shift as well as it could, they have a cable shifter which is going to make your life amazing. you got to check it out. Novac-adapt.com. It's Novac-adapt.com. And they've got a very easy, very cool-looking site. And uh, uh, you guys got to go check them out. So I'm sure I'll be talking more about them in uh, upcoming episodes. And uh, hopefully I'll be getting my uh, – go ahead. And, I've got to I've got to not only get the chain, but i got to get those sprockets, uh, You know the gears that the chain rides on another oil pump, an oil filter, and uh, I may be changing out some bearings this time as well that uh, that have never been changed in there. I, I got to get underneath there and uh, move that yoke around a little bit and see if I've got any play in it. And I do know that I have a, a, a slightly leaking uh, seal off that uh, for the yoke that goes for the front drive shaft. So uh, there's quite a few things I've got to get all lined up. Uh, so whenever I, I break that thing in half, I can start changing all the things out. So hopefully I can get, you know, 80 or a hundred thousand miles out of this, uh, this chain. Like I did, uh, like I did from the first one. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get over to some wheeling wear and wrap this bad boy up. Yeah, this is where we're going to talk about what events are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation. We got several here for you guys. Uh, tonight. Uh, coming up here, July 22nd through the 23rd, a four wheel parts is presenting the truck and Jeep fest. Now this is a big one, guys. If you're looking to get some deals on some parts, well, this is where you want to go. Long beach, California is where it's happening. For more information, head over to fourwheelparts.com. We have the Jeep Jamboree USA happening. Uh, the Rubicon trail run the August 10th through the t- 13th. Uh, for more information on this, head over to jeepjamboreeusa.com slash trips slash Rubicon trail. Uh, also, a fan of the show, listener, longtime supporter, Steve, 4.3 LXJ, is hosting a one-time-only special event happening August 19th through the 20th and is going to have a social, uh, a social, a solar eclipse viewing party on the 21st. That's the day after. It's all going down the Tillamook State Forest for the wheeling. That's at the Browns Camp Off-Road Area. And he's planning on wheeling in the Tillamook State Forest Saturday and Sunday, August 19th through the 20th, followed with a trip to Lincoln City to view the solar eclipse on the 21st. Wheeling trails will be chosen according to who shows up, and included will be some instruction and spotting techniques for those who are interested. Contact Steve4.3LXJ at xjtalk.com or jeeptalkforum.com. Hey, new to the show, maybe you're watching this on YouTube, is uh, the first time you've seen us. Well, we want you to know it. we make it really easy for you to listen to the show while you're on the go. You can install a Jeep Talk Show app on your Apple or Android device, or of course you can just always find our episodes at the jeeptalkshow.com website. And we've told you that it can take days for our podcast to appear on various podcasting sources like iTunes or Stitcher. You can change all that by downloading and installing the Jeep Talk Show app on your iOS phone, tablet, or your Android phone or tablet. With our new app, truly have the latest Jeep Talk Show, Jeep Talk Show episodes on demand. And continuing our domination of all things media, we are on YouTube, guys. It's how we bring the show to you live twice a week. Watch the live show or watch past shows on YouTube.com slash Deep Talk Show. Hey, if you subscribe, you'll be notified of new videos immediately as we put out content. Are you thinking, boy, the Jeep Talk Show sounds like fun? I wonder if I can be part of this show. Well, of course you can. 
Just send us an email at info at jeeptalkshow.com and tell us of your idea for uh, for the show, and uh, we'll discuss it with you. We'll set you up and get you going really quickly. So I uh, just want to add, we love our listeners. Hey, and are you listening? Jeep huh? Talk Colin Show. What's this? Well, it's a podcast you can call into. The Jeep Talk Show scientists have devised a way that Tony and I stream audio and video live to you. And you can talk back. I know, it's a little scary, but it's really, it's really, really Tony and I, join Tony and I every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Central and in youtube.com slash deep talk. Well, that's it for this week, guys. Until next week, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. Friend us on Facebook, circle us like vultures on Google+. And above all else, be sure to tell a friend about the one and only Jeep Talk Show. So, no matter where you're wheeling, if you pack it in, make sure you let if you pack it out. Let's leave our outdoor wheeling destinations in as good, if not better, condition than they were when we arrive. Remember to always tread lightly. Stay on designated trails and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. If you'd like to learn more about the Tread Lightly principles and how you can help keep our trails and public lands open for off-road use, head over to www.treadlightly.org. Hey, don't forget, if you're making an Amazon purchase, be sure to go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon first, and every purchase you make, we'll get a little something-something from the purchase. Great way to support the show. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone.